What I want to do is look at um, behaviour. And from behaviour, we can um, move on to motivation. Does anyone remember the German guy who advertised to eat people on the internet? Bet you didn't think we were going here. Anyone remember the German guy? He advertised to eat people on the internet. You do. So this is back in the early days of the internet, so quite a few years ago. So a German guy advertised on the internet, would you like to be eaten by me? And a couple of people turned up and went, yeah, we'll give it a go. And, um, <laughs> and they changed their mind and said, actually, we've changed our mind. Do you mind? He went, no, that's fine, off you go. Um, but some other guy did turn up and did decide to be eaten. And uh, he got eaten on the table with his bits first. And, uh, well, he was like, it was an unpleasant story. Anyway, um, the guy died because it's not good for you to be eaten by someone. And the guy who ate him got arrested and put in jail. He's still in jail now. There's a program on TV on him uh, a few years ago. So he's in jail now for eating someone because it's against the law to eat people and to kill them. And the judge apparently said, just before I lock you up forever, why did you do what you did? And he said, I'm lonely. And I kind of thought, if I had something inside me for the rest of my life, I'd never be lonely again. Sometimes I get an R on that one. Obviously not today, <laughs> compassionate people. So his behavior, his behavior is what you see. It's, it's barbaric, it's, it's, it's dreadful, it's psychopathic. And actually, how many psychopaths are in the world? Loads. There are loads of psychopaths in the world. Most psychopaths don't kill, each, um, kill people, kill each other. There's about 1% of the population psychopaths. Show of hands who's got more than 100 people on their Facebook page. So at least one of your friends is probably a psychopath. <laughs> Senior management, 4%. So, um, <laughs> So um, behavior is the tip of the iceberg. It's when you go beneath the iceberg. With Area 66, I had to go beneath the, area, um, the iceberg to understand what's driving the behavior. So I just want to take you around the iceberg. To me, everything's around icebergs. Whether you're yourself or managing other people, it's about making sure your iceberg's OK and checking other people's icebergs. So deep down, we've got our beliefs, our values, and our goals. The reason why we tend to see what we believe is because they're quite deep down in terms of our iceberg. And, you know, we've all believed... Actually, where do your beliefs come from? Are we born with them? Yeah. Parents, friends, family, all that kind of stuff. And um, we all believe stuff that m maybe we don't believe anymore. So when we were a bit younger, I walked this line very carefully around Christmas time, guy with a beard and the presents on his back. So we all believe lots of stuff which suddenly we don't believe and they kind of change. We have lots of beliefs which are useful for us, good beliefs, powerful beliefs, and lots of limiting beliefs. So I coach a lot of people. And everybody has some good stuff, and everybody has some stuff which doesn't help them. But you're not born with them. You can get rid of them any time that you want to. But it's usually how you feel which determines what kind of beliefs you open. I've got a, a scale here, 1 and 10. 1 being awesome. No, sorry. 1 being not awesome. <laughs> 1 being awful, and 10 being awesome. Has anybody ever had a really rubbish day in their life before? Not like a life-threatening one, but just a real lousy, rubbish, khaki kind of day. Yeah? So when you're feeling rubbish, what's your behavior like? Not good. And your behavior then leads to your impact. Oh, did I turn some lights off? I'm not sure I did. Your behavior then leads to, leads to your impact. So if your behavior's not good, what's your impact like? Awful. And do you feel great about your beliefs? Do you think you can believe you can conquer the world? Or are you just feeling a bit lousy and can't make a cup of tea? When we're feeling awesome, what's your behavior like? It's not a trick question. Positive. Positive. What's your impact like? 
Have you ever had one of those days where you feel so good you literally think you could conquer the world? So your belief system is just phenomenal. You just feel like you could do anything. And it's just depending on the way you feel. Who controls the way you feel? You do. If that were true, why wouldn't you feel great all the time? And this is, this is not happy clappy. This is feeling fantastic. I could, I could literally conquer the world. If you could control the way you feel, why don't you feel great all the time? There's no downside for feeling great. It doesn't tire you out. It's what? Outside influences. It's usually the environment that has the biggest impact on the way that we feel. And the environment is literally the weather. So I live outside London. When I come to London, it's rainy. London's grumpy. When it's sunny, London's happy. When it's sunny for too long, London's grumpy. Um, <laughs> the stock market, last couple of years, has been quite good, hasn't it? You know, I'm sure, I'm sure things are flourishing. But uh, six or seven years ago, quite a scary place. If your boss looks at you in a certain way, you get you know, kind of like a frown or something, you get the same reaction as being attacked by a great white shark. So your limbic brain comes in, and you get the same bodily reaction to kind of fear or threat. So whatever happens in your environment can make you feel happy, sad, and has a big impact on the way that you feel. And the environment, frankly, is like a frog in a sock. This is the only thing I could find on Google that looked like a frog in a sock. It's very chaotic. And if the way you feel is linked to the environment, you're always going to feel quite chaotic. The trick is to link the way you feel a bit deeper down and actually have a choice on how you deal with things, because you do have a choice. So what I want to do, quickly, Lolly, can you hand these down that way? I'd like you to rate yourself for the last six months. I'm going to hand these to the end, and then if you put a sticker, write a number on it, stick it on your forehead. Um, a bit like Rizzers on the head if anybody's ever played that game. Um, so there's enough to pass down there. So rate your score for the last six months on how you would rate your average feeling out of 10. 10 being awesome, one being lousy. Stick it on your head, and then have a look around. Uh. Okay, one month, two months, whatever you want it. It's just, it's just your perception of your average. So, at the back there, at the back there, you have a camera. Can you all turn and face the camera with your sticker on your head? That's going to look a bit weird. So as you look around, you'll see people's scores, and if you know these people, this is their perception, because they could go, I'm an eight. And you'll look at them thinking, I really thought you were three, but um, okay. <laughs> kind of whatever, that's fine. So you can take the stickers down now, it's fine, just to, just to give you a chance to have a think about stuff. And for me to have a look, the average score looked to be about seven. So I keep a track on, I've got an app which does happiness, so I keep a track on people's happiness, and the average score for the last two years is about 6.7. So on average, we're about a seven. So all I want to do is give you some tips on controlling how this works, because the more you move towards that side, the more you open up your positive belief system. We all have good positive motivations and good belief systems, but the more you go that side, or lack of control of this, the more you open up your negative belief system. Does that make sense? So I'm just going to give you some tips on how to move from this, from wherever you are, if you're a 7, to a 7.1, to a 7.2, or 7.3. If you spend the next six months or next six years moving slightly that way, I'm guessing that should have a big impact in terms of your results, because it changes your behavior and it changes your impact, hopefully for a good thing. If you think this is going to harm you, just shut your ears and don't listen to anything I've got to say. But I don't think moving this way and being, feeling more positive about life is going to do you any harm. I'm not talking about just being kind of happy, woo, a motivated idiot. I'm talking about having strong control of how you deal with things. So some simple tips. The first one is to be aware of a formula. Um, obviously, the... Uh, <laughs> ah, 
forgot about this one. There's a river of poo that runs in your life, by the way. Shit happens, I'm sorry. It's just, uh, and when we're feeling lousy, we, we moan about the photocopy not working. It's never going to work. I don't know why people expect photocopies to work. When we're feeling lousy, we take a good bathe in the river of poo. When we're feeling great, we don't notice that the photocopy doesn't. We don't care because we'll find a different way of doing things. So it's always there. So shit happens, get over it, get out of it as quickly as you can and control the way you feel. So um, the first thing to do is um, have a look at a quick formula. Uh, e equals mc squared is a very famous formula by um, Einstein, I believe. Um, uh, I assume it's hugely important to our universe and how we work. This is probably more relevant to you. E plus R equals O. The event plus your reaction equals the outcome. Something can happen to me and can happen to you. We react in a different way, we get a different kind of result. This is the bit where you have a choice. Unfortunately, we're a bit unconscious. We spend 93% of our day not thinking about what we do. We just act in a very unconscious way. So our reaction tends to be quite un uh, um, unconscious. We're also wired up to be a little bit negative because we're scared of predators, sharks, bears, and tigers. So we're wired up to make sure we don't get attacked by bears, sharks, and tigers. So our reaction can quite often be unconsciously a little bit negative. But you do have a choice on how you react to anything. I could be rude to you, which I won't because that's just silly, but if I were, you can either decide to be upset or you can go, that's a weird way to do things, but that's fine. He's just different to me. And that's where your choice is. So. So I want to take you through some uh, little tips on managing an iceberg and building resilience. Because if you have a nice, strong iceberg, and all the research on things like emotional intelligence says that people with good icebergs and more control of the way they feel have more success. And on your flip chart, attitude leads to success. And beneath the iceberg <coughs> is where the attitudes lie. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at something called sparkly moments. So you need to partner up. So turn and face a partner. If, if somebody's on their own, make sure they're not left on their own. So, so bring them into a threesome. So you need to face your partner. Just turn to your partner. You're, bless you. Have a, have a chat with Lolly. So, so before you start, let me give you some instructions. Let me give you some instructions. We're going to do sparkly moments. So every time I go anywhere to do some work, I do this for a living. Um, I do. Um, I always go to the toilet and I always sparkle before I get anywhere near you. Um, um, I've always, when I work with people, especially salespeople, I've got them to sparkle before they go to see clients because all it does is it just shifts your attention beneath the iceberg. A sparkly moment is a 10 out of 10 experience. One of those days where you felt brilliant. So all I want you to do is go back to a brilliant day and remember how cool it was. And we're going to work in two. So, so A is going to interview B about a brilliant day. So they're going to say, tell me about a brilliant day. And B is going to go, oh, okay, it's this day. And A's going to then interview B a, but, you know, a bit deeper. Say, Why was that such a good day? What was going on? Why was it important to you? Just, just really get them back into the memory of the brilliant day. And when they go back, you'll see B light up like a Christmas tree. And you'll see yourself also lighting up like a Christmas tree because kind of happiness is infectious. So all you're going to do is get people, and you've got one minute to do this, and then we'll swap around and do it the other way. One minute to make someone sparkle. So... If you're in threes, if, if you're in threes or left on your own, go and join someone and just listen to two people do it. So uh, the clock starts now. One minute. Make the other person sparkle. Cool. How was that? It's nice, isn't it? Most, most of you looked happy. Um, and literally... Um, if you go to a, a meeting which is slightly nerve-wracking or if you have a big presentation or if you're a bit down in your luck if you're selling, just make sure you go back to sparkle and go back to the times when it was quite good. Because all it does is that if you go back to that feeling, it takes you 
more towards 10 on the iceberg, which changes the way you behave, your nonverbal language, and changes your impact. Remember, um, this, this is basically called an anchor. Do you remember that Michael Jackson used to um, be paid by Pepsi to advertise Pepsi? He's never drunk Pepsi in his life. Why would they do that? It's because there's some kind of associated anchor with Michael Jackson being cool and all that kind of stuff, and Pepsi, so they kind of show Pepsi when Michael Jackson's at the height of his performance, and you kind of link the whole thing together. So in terms of your own kind of, uh, kind of mind, you've got stores of some fabulous experience. All you need to do is go back to them and dig into them, and it will change your iceberg and move you more towards 10. Um, if you have uh, two days of equal proportion, one good, that's good, and that's bad, of the same um, proportion, I suppose, how much time do you spend focusing on the bad day compared to the good day? About 10 times more. And there's something called, um, has anybody heard of something called brain plasticity? We used to think that the brain was quite hardwired and uh, it would kind of start dying and brain cells and all that kind of stuff just disappear. But actually there's a lot more research going on now that in terms of um, we have quite a, a plastic developing brain. Whatever you focus on, that's where the brain develops. So if you focus all your time on negative stuff, then the brain kind of hardwires itself to be a bit more negative. However, if you have good times and you spend some time focusing on the positive stuff, you actually hardwire the brain more towards a positive brain. When you look at taxi drivers in London, they, um, they, they kind of have the knowledge. They have a larger hippocampus than the rest of the country, which is your visual spatial memory, because they spend a lot of time focusing on remembering pl where places are. So wherever you put your focus on your brain kind of develops it that way. I think the research says 25% of your happiness is inborn. The rest is up for you to decide what you want to do with your, your mind. So if you get a chance, anytime something's important to you, go to the loo and sparkle, and you'll be okay. <laughs> I do all the time. So um, a couple of tips. Um, some very, there's a lot of science behind this. A couple of tips just to, uh, um, um, to, to help you deal with that iceberg. Um, so activate your body and your environment. Uh, if you're feeling, you know, let's say you're feeling uh, maybe an eight, and something happens in your environment which sends you down towards a two, then something in the environment is killing you. So you need to activate your body and also activate your environment. Um, this is a cow. You can tell it's a cow because it's, it's mooing and there's some udders. Uh, I'll explain the cow in a second. Did anybody come to the uh, Gary Cole session? He did a session about a month ago on uh, um, meetings, good meetings. Do you remember the bit about what happens when you do that? So show of hands those people who know what this means. Not many of you. Okay, so if you do this for two minutes, <laughs> two, two, two minutes, I won't do it for two minutes, I haven't got two minutes, um, you change your hormone levels, you increase your testosterone, which is your power kind of drug, and you reduce your cortisol. It's called a power pose. So you do that one, or Wonder Woman is that one, or put your feet on the desk like that. If you do that for just for two minutes, you change your hormone levels. So your, your testosterone goes up, and your cortisol, your stress, goes down. So you know, if suddenly something happens in the environment, just suddenly do that. <laughs> Maybe, maybe go to the loo, um, but you know, or just walk around like an, ar like an orangutan, it doesn't matter. The other thing you can do as well is that um, clinical research, simple stuff, there's clinical research. If you put a pen in your mouth like this, for 30 seconds as a warning, you're going to be happier for the rest of the day than if you didn't do that. When you do this, you activate a real smile. You activate your zygomaticus muscles, which means that your body is smiling. If your body's smiling, we have a gentleman trying at the back, try and get your teeth in there. <laughs> you try and go, don't do that because that causes a frown. So uh, you act a real smile, so your body's smiling, so your mind thinks, well, we must be happy. So let's go and be happy. Start your day by making a real smile, and the rest of the day you'll be happier. So the researchers, they got people to watch a comedy film, um, half of them doing this, uh -huh, and the other half doing this film, 
and then they rated how funny the film was. And the people doing that went, who's oh, what's funnier than the people who did that. So if you're feeling 8 out of 10, something kind of attacks you or hits you, uh, not physically, but in terms of kind of your, your kind of environment, do that. Go through, sparkle, and you'll change the way you feel beneath the iceberg. The Moonlight of the Cow stuff, um, this is something I used to do back in Area 66, before I became manager of Area 66, selling investments to doctors. I used to sell investments to doctors, and I used to sit outside the doctor's surgery. When the patients had gone, there'd be me and drugs reps outside selling either insurance or drugs to the doctors. Um, I sit there, do all my paperwork on investments and pensions and FSABCs, and I used to sit there, nice sunny day, cavalier window down, and moo like a cow. <laughs> moo. Mooing like a cow makes me laugh. It still makes me laugh. And if I moo like a cow, it just, it just gives me the giggles. And then having people next to me look at me going, why is the guy mooing like a cow? <laughs> makes me kind of giggle as well. So if you just laugh and make yourself or just do something different, you will change how you feel beneath the environment. And actually, there's research that if you are happy, you're going to live about 10 years longer. So mooing like a cow, doing all that kind of stuff, will probably make you live longer as well. <laughs>